This week, we're talking to Chris Ayers from Merchant Duvan, one of the largest specialty beer importers in North America, to celebrate Orval Day coming up this Saturday, March 20th. Merchant Duvan is responsible for importing some of the biggest names in imported European beer stateside, such as Samuel Smith's, Lindemann's, Eyinger, Roquefort, Westmall, and of course, Orval. Join us on this short journey as we talk about the history of Orval and what old storied brands can do to stay relevant in today's constantly evolving craft beer culture. Let's hop to it. All right, hey everybody, and welcome back to Cocktail Culture with Citywide Liquors. I am Daniel, and this week I am joined with, surprise, surprise, another beer person, because that is who I know, and that's who I talk to seemingly every week. Uh, um, if you're a wine person, send somebody my way, for sure. This week I am here with Chris Ayers, the sales manager for Indiana and Michigan for Merchant Duvin. Uh, have so many brands that you have heard of, for sure. Uh, big importer, and you will definitely hear about those as we talk about them today. But uh, first... Chris, let's get into you. How long have you been in the industry, in the beer industry specifically? Whew. Well, Daniel, thank, thank you for having me first off. Uh, so I've been in now for probably about a good 21 years. I got, you know, went to college and got into the bars right away. And mm-hmm. it was funny because I started off as a bouncer. And, and if you see me, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm, I'm 6'2", about 275. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a ter- I was a terrible bouncer. I, <laughs> I don't have the personality for it. Right. So, they, uh, so about 19, 20 years old, they had me behind the bar bartending. Uh, and ever since then, bartending, went from bartending to managing. Then from there, I moved on to fine dining, uh, working in that aspect, working with the beer programs that we had at those stores. And then we got over, and of course, into the, the distributor side uh, for a while, and then ended up here. And I'm going to be celebrating three years with Merchant de Vin now uh, in May. So looking forward to that too. It's a, it's been a it's an amazing company. Just been a great ride so far. Oh, that is awesome. Sounds sounds like quite the journey for sure. It's yeah. yeah, you definitely do have to have like the personality. Like yeah, even if you have the size for being a bouncer. Like even if, but if you're like like used to customer service or just being like a generally nice person. Like it's tough That's to be it. like, no, you need to go, which I'm like something that I've never even bartending things. I've never been like great at, or I'm like, really sorry. Exactly. Yeah, like here's exactly. some water. Like I need to chill. <laughs> so yeah, yelling at a five foot one, you know, female saying like, you can't do that. It's like, yes, I can. And I'm like, well, you probably can. I can't do anything about that. So good luck. <laughs> Who do we call in here? Oh wait, that's me. What yeah, do I, me. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> So, uh, like what, so yeah, like you said, um, you went through fine dining, you went bartending, like what specifically made you say, like, I want to go the beer route here. I want to get specifically into beer. It, it's just, for me, it was, you know, the kind of starting out back in the two thousands, you know, it was discovering beer and discovering that, you know, it's there. And I, and I truly believe this in my heart. There is a time and place for light yellow American lagers. I, I believe sure. that, you know, <laughs> I, I, I grill enough to know that. Yeah. But to me, it was like, it was that evolution of kind of going up and going, wow, what is this? This is nothing I've had before. And then as most craft beer and more, just most beer people do in general, they fall down the rabbit hole. And, you know, just like, oh, let's get one of those. Let's get one of those. And, oh, let's try this. And then so you're constantly searching and searching and searching. And then it gets to that point where you're kind of like, all right, now I want quality. Now I want to taste, you know, true, you know, ale, beer, lager, you know, lagers, pills. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for myself, it's been good. So. Yeah, it definitely. And I would say that um, the like uh, Marchand Duvin, uh, the full portfolio, it has a lot of like, as much as they're very old, very storied brands, like they also can be great intros for people to like Absolutely. welcoming you into, especially craft beer in general, where I mean, just like, it's like 
Belgian beer is a, and I mean, same with like Lindemans that you guys have that we won't delve too deeply into today, but it's just like yeah. craft beer that people can drink and be like, oh, that's beer. Like they, when they're just yeah. used to Keystone or whatever, where they can say exactly. like, I think maybe it's the sweetness, maybe it's the complexity of the spices or whatever, but you can like enjoy it and be like, oh, that can actually be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of funny because you do, you sit there and you go, all right, this is, I've never heard of this German beer, Rheinheisgebot, you know, all, all those <laughs> right, things that you go right. like, okay, all it means is that they're using good, good ingredients. They are set in their ways and that's what they want to bring to you. And it's, it's just great traditional. It, it's traditional, but it also is just flavorful uh, beer. It's just mm-hmm. good. So yeah. <laughs> that makes a huge yeah. difference as well. Yeah, exactly. So today we are specifically here to talk about Orval and Orval Day that is coming yes. up very soon as this episode is posted. Um, so what exactly is Orval Day uh, and why was it started? Yes. So Orval Day is traditionally, uh, after last year, of course, we all got put in a, in a real weird place. Uh, traditionally, Orval Day is always the third Saturday in March. And it's mm-hmm. kind of our way, it's kind of our little head nod to our Trappist breweries to give back. Uh, which is in essence the spirit of what Trappist breweries do. People, uh, you know, that don't really know about Trappist breweries, I'll let you know that, you know, it's very difficult to get the designation of a Trappist brewery. There's, there's only, well, there was 14, now there's only 13 in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, to be a Trappist brewery, you have to, it has to be brewed by or under the supervision of uh, monks. And those are normally St. Benedictine monks, which follow, it's more of a stricter order uh, of uh, Catholicism that, that goes into it, or Christianity, excuse me, that goes into it. So that's the first pillar of it. The second pillar is that you can't, there's no, it's a non-for-profit. There's absolutely no money being made. All the money that is made is um, actually, it goes towards the brewery. And then anything that's left over, they give to charity. And uh, I got a great story later of hearing about the charity that just, I had seven other reps in Belgium that were sitting there and they're telling us this and our jaws all drop like you did this, uh, but I'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one is that the brewing itself cannot go, uh, it can't, it can't overtake the lives, their day-to-day lives because they're eight hours of sleep, eight hour prayer, eight hours of work. That's how they do. And it's spread out throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that's a, to be a Trappist ale, it has to fall under that and it has to have a little seal on it. You'll see that says the ITA, the International Trap Association. Well, Orval uh, was the first beer that came into America that had, uh, that was using bread and mices. At the time, there's no other beer in the, in the entire country using bread and mices, a uh, yeast strain. Uh, and they were the first ones that kind of came there. So you get that, it, it's such a, a complex yeast strain that really kind of changes everything with the beer, uh, especially over time. You can really mm-hmm. kind of see the fresh hoppiness, the bitterness, but then it mellows over the years as well. And so one thing that we really loved about this was just like, all right, let's take in the spirit of the Trappist Dales. Let's also go ahead and, you know, let's give back. And so we went with Orval because Orval is just so many of our favorite beers uh, within our company, but also, you know, people in general love the beer. And what we do is we take 50 cents or $6 per case uh, that's sold on Orval Day. We take that, we give back to charities. And we've been doing that now for, this is going to be the, let's see, sixth year. The oh, wow. Sixth year that we've been doing our ball day. Uh, and this year we're gonna be doing it to, uh, we're gonna be donating to regional uh, uh, regional food banks. This year oh, is awesome. what we're gonna be going with. But yeah, traditionally though, it's just one day where you can kind of sit back, crack an Orval and, and enjoy it and, and, you know, do a little good with your part of a, enjoying a beer that way. So that's why we came up with our Orval day. and and where it kind of started and originated from and is going now. So, yeah, yeah. I think 
Orval is really interesting too, because I think before I was, it was kind of when I was early in my craft beer yeah. journey of like learn. I'm like, oh yeah, I do like these Belgians. I'm going to try these different brands and whatnot. And that yeah. one was the first one that I was kind of like, oh, what is this? Like it wasn't, it wasn't your traditional kind of like, you know, malty candy sugar, like, you know, some, you know, spiciness to it, but you do get like yeah. those kinds of, I mean, just from the Brettanomyces alone, like you just get so much complexity is developed that it just has yeah. such a different flavor. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is like when you see like bottles over in Europe, they're at 6.2. Well here at MDV, because of the bread and mices, we have mm-hmm. to actually put 6.9 okay. on the bottle because yeah. of that, of the bread and mices still being in the bottle and being at bottle right. condition that it's still, still fermenting a little bit in right. the bottle. <laughs> so, you know, we don't, we don't, you don't want to sit out there and say, Oh, it's 6.2, but it's really, yeah, it's 6.9. Right. And it is, it's, it's one of those that it's a beer that I honestly look at and I tell everyone, I, I feel like it spans flavor palettes. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you might be someone who doesn't like IPAs. Well, this is a pale ale. It's not going to blow you away with hops because you're not getting that, that hop tone nor, or the hop notes of that forward, unless it's an extremely fresh one. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that, that's, that's why I love, I just, I just love it top to bottom. Any year, <laughs> fresh, old, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. So uh, you have a slideshow for us, I believe, that yeah, if you'd yeah. like to get into, we can talk about, uh, see, yeah, see what kind of uh, Trappist ales you guys have in your portfolio, and we can dig into that. Absolutely. So what we're going to what we're gonna go ahead and do um, today is I just want to kind of go over and just kind of share with everyone uh, the grounds of Orval, because, yeah, you know, where it's at, the history of it is, is, is the history of these places is so... Gosh, it's just so incredible that, you know, like Orval, the Abbey itself, Notre Dame de Orval, it was built right around 1070 AD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the some of the things you're going to see in the slideshow as well, it ends up turning into a situation where you're seeing uh, uh, a pl- you're seeing a place where it's like Napoleon actually bombed the first <laughs> church there. And, the, and so it's like to even hear that you're like, oh, my gosh, like I mean, this is right. just the history of this place alone. It might equal out to being, you know, half of a. All of America's craft breweries, just right. having that entire time span there. Yeah. So it's it's very unique, and also be able to go over the story and, and the legend of Princess Matilda with you as well. So yeah, yeah, for sure. we'll do that. Let me see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's go ahead. We'll start here. This is just kind of yeah. right outside the Abbey here, and this is a. I was lucky enough to go back in the fall in the, in the winter time of February 2019, mm. and this is right outside the Abbey there before we go into the brewery. Now, the the one thing that the monks don't allow though is uh, recordings inside or pictures <laughs> inside their brewery, uh-huh. which is funny because it looks like every other brewery you've ever been to. <laughs> so it's kind of the secrecy <laughs> right. is not really uh, not really there. There's the so tanks. What, there's the mash tons. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that right there, that's right outside the Abbey. That's one of their delivery trucks. And we, you know, it's just so cool because you don't get to see that here in the States is like mm-hmm. see Orval on a, on a beer brewery truck, which is understandable. I get it, but it's, it's cool <laughs> to see, you know, when you sell it, you're like, that's one of ours. Yeah. So that's one's there. Now this one is right in, this one the chapel, uh, right in the middle of the Abbey. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, off to this bottom left, you'll see the ruins. That is where Napoleon had bombed the uh, original church. And we'll go through those oh, wow. re- those relics here pretty soon. But the interesting, like one of the real interesting things about this is, is not only as you as a human, you could go there and you could stay there and just have a retreat. A lot of like CEOs and stuff go to the Trappist breweries because right. there's literally, when you're on the ground, you're advised, be quiet. Like, don't say anything, <laughs> don't do anything. So it's really weird to like, walk around in here just like 
birds basically yelling at you because it's so quiet with no other noise right. around you. <laughs> so we take it, and that's a and that's a chapel right there. As we go through, you can see uh, some of the, like we said before, just kind of the relics of the old abbey and where mm -hmm. it was and where it was bombed during the French Revolution. So that you're, that's that this right here is roughly about eight hundred, well, yeah, over eight hundred years old, I'd say. Wow, uh, still standing today, which yeah. is is unbelievable. But they're right on the grounds here, uh, as well. And then we go through. You'll see some more. I mean, it literally is. It's just amazing to see this immensely humongous abbey and everything. And then you've got the <laughs> small on the side kind of a bomb, you know, just kind of right. just the relics of what before. Yeah, definitely. Now this right here, this is the old brew house. Mm -hmm. And this one was, I think it was rebuilt back in the thirties, if I'm not mistaken. They finally rebuilt the, uh, the abbey and stuff where it is now, where the brew house, where it is now. But this is the old abbey right here, uh, right next to it. Now from here... The one thing, the one thing, and this is the, the great story. This is a artist rendition of Princess Matilda and also the trout. And if you ever get a chance to look at an Orval bottle, you're going to always see the classic logo of a trout with a ring in its mouth. Mm -hmm. And the, the old legend goes is that, you know, Princess Matilda, she was passing through the region uh, right around when the Abbey was about to get built. And she came to this clear spring and she was putting her hand in there and her wedding ring of her, uh, widow of, of her uh, her husband who just passed and fallen to the water and she sat there and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed and this trout came out of the water with the ring in its mouth and she was able to recover it and that's when she uh made the thing that you know she set out that this is uh, a a uh, this truly is a golden valley and mm -hmm. when you look at orval or meaning gold val meaning valley so okay. golden All valley right. is actually the yeah the translation to it <laughs> so so that is uh that's the old fable as we like to say with yeah. it but uh, still absolutely beautiful. And then this right here, that's actually the spring which she, where she was at, where she uh, had, had been uh, at where she lost the writing ring. Wow. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's still clear as day, you know, we, yeah. it looks clear and clean as can be. It was really, really, really <laughs> neat to see. Uh, and then we go from there. And this is probably one of the most iconic pieces of Orval's um, old church. And you'll see that kind of that little heart flower, that, excuse me, that flower shape up on top. Mm -hmm, that's a logo mm -hmm. that's still being used today uh, with a lot of the old relics coming in. But, you know, once again, this is built back, you know, around 1070 and still right. still, seven, still standing after a bombing in, in, in the 1200s. So right. uh, this right here also is another outer building. And this is where they uh, just used to uh, store old artifacts in there. And they actually still have Many of the artifacts still in there, even after the bombing. They just decided not to touch any of it. Oh, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 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 popped. They decided to do that and and just store everything right in there. Yeah. And then we get over here. Now this is kind of a, a cool little thing right here. This right here is Orval's brewmaster. Oh, and awesome. Anne, Anne Anne Francois Pipet, and she was the first female ever uh, hired by Orval uh, to work at the brewery, and she became the brewmaster in 2013. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. it's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal to see that. And that's actually right there at the cafe that's at Orval, the, uh, the Guardian Angel Cafe, where you can only get Petite Vert, uh, oh. Petite Orval. And mm -hmm. I have to tell people this because I get a lot of questions saying, can I get kegs of Orval? Can I get Petite Orval? And I'm like, no, no one can get Petite Orval <laughs> unless you literally put it in a vial, ship it over here to America from the cafe. It's the only right, place right. in the world you can get that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's just a little, a little background, a little uh, pictures of Orval over there in Florenville, uh, Belgium. And, you know, it's, I feel very lucky to be able to see it in person. And, and that's what I yeah. think makes it my special, my favorite beer in our portfolio is just mm -hmm. being able to see all those. And 
even with the others is still that that one had the, my special place in my heart for it. So, yeah, no, I think, I think that personal connection there too has kind of, um, I don't know, it's what, it, what brings a lot of people to continually drink imported beer and not to say yeah. like, it's cause American beer is better. Um, that's a battle for the ages, but it just seems, you know, sometimes it depends on what you're drinking, but I, our store, I try to carry lots of different imported beers, uh, just because yeah. we so frequently have, um, people coming in and we'll have an old, older gentleman coming in and say, Oh, I, I was in Germany, uh, for the military in the seventies yep. and I drank this specific beer and we have it <laughs> or something like that. Or, um, I know we can't get in Indiana, sadly. Um, but there's a specific beer, a Vietnamese beer. Uh, I forget the name, but I think it has 33 in the, the number 33 in the title. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. the one that they used to drink over in Vietnam. And I know a certain States carry it, but apparently when, um, you, it's just a traditional like light lager um like yeah. like most countries have their like main light lager obviously but uh when it was made in vietnam it was made with formaldehyde so that's what they always ask you though it could be without that was the alcohol so it was a light lager that was like 12 percent because of the formaldehyde and it was so high alcohol and they were just like doesn't and i'm like no it doesn't have that and you always had to kind of be like nope it doesn't have that sorry but it yeah, is just still taste this thing. <laughs> yeah exactly so i think you probably did enough damage prior with that <laughs> so uh, i mean as you know having in an import portfolio um and with new you know craft beers constantly new the import portfolio not constantly doing new things like uh do yeah. is there anything new or fun uh coming coming soon or in the development right now within the uh merchant duvan portfolio well, well, I, I will tell you, we've got, a, we've got a few different things. Well, one thing I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen online is this uh, Rochefort Triple. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is, sadly, I have to just kill it right now. It is, it is not coming to the States at <laughs> all, but I, have to, I, I want to get that first and foremost out because a lot of people I've gotten questions on that. They see it. Uh, that is something that they did very small. It was a recipe that they found at the at the at the Abbey, mm -hmm. and they decided we're going to just do it in Europe. And so right. right now they're doing that because they just don't have the capacity to brew it up here for the states for us to do. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing though within the portfolio that I will say that has really been a nice addition for us is actually two different items. The first is the new Lindemann's Variety Pack. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a four pack of the eight and a half ounce bottles, which means no cork in it at all, and it's going to include the Frambois, the Pesh which is the peach, or so you got the peach, the creek, and also, which is the cherry. And then finally we figure out, finish up with the apple. Mm -hmm. uh, we're calling it our fruit basket and it's mm -hmm. got beautiful black matte uh, holders. Just looks oh, nice. absolutely clean, crisp, but really, really excited about that one. And then another one that's, it's been out for a little bit, but it kind of got, I think a little, uh, a little blocked out by last year. Cause we had just released it last year during the pandemic was the, uh, Iinger's dark Bavarian lager, which a lot mm. of people know as Alt Bearish Dunkel. Mm. Uh, we now have that in four packs, 11.2 ounces. Oh, awesome. Uh, so that's those those are the two right now that I really look at and I'm like, wow, these are great. I mean, I the Alt Bear, the dark Bavarian lager to my to me is just it's perfection mm. of, of, of a beautifully malted German beer. It's not too heavy, not too light. It just kind of hits all those notes where you're like you can drink it. It's getting warmer out. You can drink it now, or you can mm -hmm. drink it when it's cooler. But right. those two, those are two, I'd say are definitely ones that I'm, I love. And I, I'm wanting more people to, to definitely try and get out there. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see those come to our store. I know we had some of the Lindemans. We had the gift pack that had, it was similar, but yeah. it had the, the glass with it. And same with the, uh, the yep. West Mall. We had the, uh, the glass for, or we, the, the big yeah. West Mall Christmas pack or whatever that had the, the big, yeah, like that awesome glass in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, you know, I mean, if we're talking like future down the line, there, there is some talks of possibly a, uh, a, a celebratory 750 uh, milliliter bottle of Anger Celebrature. Nice. Uh, oh, awesome. Well. So that's something we're talking about looking at doing and stuff. Cause I think that that beer would be something that really work well, maybe like more towards fall and winter mm-hmm. uh, for, especially if you're sharing, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those where, you know, put it on a dinner table and just let it be, let it be your table beer and, and have it go. Right. Yeah. Heck yeah. That'd be, that's, that's perfect. I, I encourage table beer to start happening as you know everybody's yes. just like oh you know we'll open up a bottle of wine with it like let's just do one big bottle of beer that's right you know i wish more of the belgian brands would do uh the 1.5s and the three liters and bring them out around christmas time because i would <laughs> love to see I, I, I know exactly what you mean we we had a few years ago we had uh rochefort uh created the christmas um it was Christmas Magnums. It was probably about, mm. probably about five years ago, I should say. So it was before my time here, but mm. it was, it was such a great bottle. It was a three liter bottle and it had Santa Claus on the label. Yeah. And it was just, <laughs> it was like, I remember drinking it. I think was like the first time I, dr- I drank a big three liter of that was at a beer fest, like my first year. So mm. it was just like, Oh, so good. I, I, <laughs> I broke off from like, you know, a beer fest. I'm like, here volunteer, can you watch this? And I went and saw, you know, one of our uh, regional managers give a speech on it. And I'm like, well, I'm oh, just going to yeah. sit here and wait till it's done and I'll drink some of this. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had yeah. to enjoy it that way. Right. Definitely. So um, as we come to a close here today, uh, so yeah. like, and we're just, we're talking about beer. We're talking about drinking beer. Uh, what is like your, what is one of your go-to beers right now? Or what is like a new beer that you've had recently, preferably outside of your portfolio, something that you're enjoying if you're allowed oh. to say, <laughs> oh no, totally, totally, no, no, we're we're good on that. I, I I'd have to say right now the beer that I am shockingly drinking more of than anything else is Bell's. Uh, no, yeah, but oh, a really yeah, easy sure. drinking. Yep. I love that beer. I don't know what it is. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's one of those where lawnmower. You're just it's hot. I mean that's just <laughs> it. It ticks everything off the box for me for what I want of being just a really clean, crisp, good drinking beer. Yes, definitely. I thought the same thing when I, yeah, I say when, whenever we got it a month ago, it was just like so nice where I think I said, I can see myself drinking a lot of this in like a month yeah. or two, as it starts to warm up when you're just like, it's, it's light, crisp citrus a little bit. Oh, like it's just, yeah. it's the right notes there for sure. It, it, it's one of those, I think, and, and I've known a lot of uh, Bell's reps from my past and I immediately want to just get a hold of them. Like, why are you guys not making 12 packs of this? Just get it over with. I don't want to have to keep going to the store for a six pack. Let me pick up a 12 pack and I can put it in my fridge for like two weeks and just be mm. happy. So yeah. Heck yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you get, you get all those fun bells packs up there in Michigan. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We we're, 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 we're lucky. We get, we get a few, but you guys aren't doing too bad down there in Indiana yourselves. You guys, no, got, no, you guys got a lot of great breweries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And sometimes bells will release stuff and we'll get it. People since us uh, in South Bend being so close to Michigan, we have a lot of crossover of like people shopping and people, I mean, on social media and whatnot too. People be like, I saw they just release this from bells when you get it. I'm like, we're getting it in like two weeks. It's coming. It's, it, there's a state difference. It's gotta, we gotta make some movements. They don't just, you know, drive yeah. right over the border and drop it off to us. There takes a little time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we'll, we'll see. Dan, we'll be there. We'll be there in about an hour. Okay, I'll right. be here. So. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for doing this with me today. I really appreciate thank it. You, Dan. It's been awesome. I think everyone, as much as we talk about new craft beer, I think people appreciate the history and they appreciate oh, learning. Absolutely. Like, 
the roots of where it's been coming from and everything. Is there anything as, as we're leaving each other today that you want to plug or that you um, want, you know, what people, if people want more information, where should they go? Where should they to learn? Yeah, more? yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say first off, our website's a great uh, use, use source because you can also use our find beer locator there. Oh, so awesome. you can go and put whatever beer you want, but uh, definitely www.mdvbeer.com. Uh, definitely look there. I also do stuff on my uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page. It's just Merchant Devin, uh, Michigan and Indiana. So if you guys ever want to find out about events uh, coming up that we're doing or tastings or anything like that, please feel free to reach out there. And then also, um, if anyone needs to, you know, anyone has any questions directly with for anything MDV, uh, Christopher E uh, at MDVbeer.com. And I'll go ahead and answer and help you out and do whatever I can. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Dan, thanks so much for having me on. This was an absolute blast. And, uh, you know, I look forward to hopefully uh, doing some Oktoberfest German beers with you. So uh, yes. in the future, we'll have to get definitely do that and, and get to the store here soon. Yeah, definitely. Cannot wait. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you.